0: This episode of the MedTalk Podcast is brought to you by MedTech Innovation Expo, the UK and Ireland's leading event for medical design and manufacturing technology. Register now at medtechexpo.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Medsol Podcast, which is the latest in our Meet the Speaker series ahead of MedTech Innovation Expo. I'm Ian Bolland, Acting Group Editor of Life Sciences of Rapid News, and today I am joined by Dan Clark from Cheetah. A clinical engineer of over 30 years in the NHS, while looking ahead to his seminar on day one, I talked to Dan about the progress made when it comes to NHS technological adoption, and in areas where the NHS has become more savvy, plus whether there is a change in approach when it comes to adopting new technologies within the health service in light of the pandemic first of all dan thank you very much for joining us um can you tell our audience first of all a little bit about yourself gosh uh
1: yeah okay um so um uh, my name's dan clark i'm a clinical engineer i've been a clinical engineer for gosh a long time 37 something years um almost all of that time within the NHS uh, as a as a clinical engineer. Um, So I've got a huge amount of experience of working inside the NHS looking after the healthcare technology uh, that we use um, primarily in the acute sector um, but some community-based work as well. Um, As of right now I'm the Head of Service for Clinical Engineering in Nottingham. Um, Nottingham is one of the largest clinical engineering teams uh, in the country. We look after, I guess, somewhere in the region of 70,000 items of medical equipment uh, here in Nottingham. Um, team of about 120 people that, that, that do that. Um, so that, if you like, is the day job, um, uh, and has been for some time. But I'm also an uh, academic, so um, I'm a personal chair professor of uh, engineering at the University of Nottingham, where I support uh, number of uh, research programs uh, all around healthcare technology Um, and really what I bring to that is my experience from within the NHS. I can help the people who are developing new technology uh, at the university understand what it is the NHS wants um, and how to support their new technologies get adopted by the NHS. Um, And on that score, about 10 years ago I guess, um, I established a service here in Nottingham uh, which is called Cheetah. Mm -hmm. and Cheetah stands for the Centre for Healthcare Equipment and Technology Adoption and the clue there is in the last word, adoption. Um, That's a service that we run out of the hospital, out of the NHS to support medtech developers get their products uh, adopted by the NHS. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's me in a very quick nutshell.
0: Well, there's actually a couple of things I want to pick up on there and that's uh, A, your experience and B, Cheetah because uh, adoption is obviously a big a big topic, especially in light of COVID. Um, Given your experience, like you said, you've been been in this game for about 30 odd years. (laughs) um, uh, Sorry for reminding you, but um, I'm just wondering, you've actually got a really good perspective in terms of how technological adoption has changed in that time. What kind of progress has been made over
1: that period? God, it's really interesting. Um, So. So it is is really interesting. I guess the biggest single change uh, in all of that has been the move towards um, um, the NHS requiring more evidence around the products that they adopt. Um, It's still ever so slightly true, but um, back when I first started, it was very much the case uh, that the senior medics bought the devices, bought the technology that they wanted. Um, And it was really the power of purchasing in the NHS was centered around the medical consultants. Um, If they saw saw, uh, a nice shiny blue device uh, in a brochure somewhere or at a medical conference somewhere and they wanted it, that's that's what the hospital would buy. Um, Over the years, the power of the consultant, the medical consultant in demanding uh, technology has changed. um, And we are very much more now about what can that technology do to solve the problems that we're facing in the NHS. And the NHS is facing a huge number of problems. Um, Even before the pandemic, um, it was was clear uh, that the demands placed upon the health service, and in fact, all health services, the NHS is just one example of it, demands placed on health services far exceeded the resources that we have uh, to deliver. Um, and, and, And one of the ways to solve that dilemma was to bring in new technology, technology that was better for our patients and enabled us to be more productive, provide more care. Uh, for less money um, and so the NHS has become more savvy um, in looking at how can the technology solve the problems that we're facing um, not just uh, which is the brightest shiniest uh, technology not just which is the cheapest technology on the market though of course that plays a part um, but about what evidence is there to say that this technology will benefit the patient needs of our organisation.
0: Can I pick up on the uh, on the savvy point that you make because um a few occasions I've spoken to a lot of people in the innovation space where they say that they don't necessarily need to invent the wheel. There was a case that te- technology that has been cleared, has been adopted by the NHS, can be can be used in new ways. Has has the health service become more savvy when when it comes to finding technologies that can be used to tr- to help treat one condition and then they've, they've repurposed it? Oh,
1: You know, I'm not absolutely sure that I would say that much. I think the NHS... <clears throat> The NHS has become more savvy in looking at the problems it's got, um, the healthcare problems it's got, the unmet patient needs it's got, um, and looking at how they can solve those, um, how they can close the gap between what they would want to deliver and what they're able to with the current resources. Um, I mean, reprocessing is, uh, repurposing Sorry, is, is part of that. Um, but I think the NHS, I'd like to think anyway, the NHS is certainly uh, better these days. Um, at looking slightly longer term and thinking, you know, where are the health demands? How can I use technology in the future to 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 to, to meet those health demands? Um, yeah, I don't think the NHS is still particularly brilliant at um, you know at what we used to call diffusion of innovation. Um, There's still far too much. We do it this way in this area because we always have, um, and I think that's an area that we still need to work with the NHS to get it to get it to look more more globally, more nationally. Um, I mean, over the past 10 years, a lot has happened in that space. Um, 10, 12 years ago, uh, NICE, the National Institute for uh, um, uh, Health and Clinical Excellence, brought out its MTEP, its Medical Technology Evaluation Programs, um, and they've done an awful lot to look at uh, uh, what nationally we can do with, with technologies. Um, but I think there's more to be done in that in that area.
0: Uh, so would you say that, that that's actually a pretty decent foundation to, to build on at least?
1: The the NICE foundation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, come back to one of my earlier points, you know, I think the NHS has become much more evidential in its approach. Um, and part of that is is the influence of NICE. NICE, as uh, you probably know, people probably know, is an incredibly evidential organisation. It um, mm-hmm. is really good at reviewing evidence, comparing that evidence nationally and internationally. Different brands, different strengths of evidence um, across a whole range of across a whole range of factors. Uh, when 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 Nice make its recommendations, its decisions on things, and that's particularly true uh, with with technology. So yeah, I absolutely think that's that's helped shift the culture a bit in the NHS to be evidence based.
0: I think this is actually a pretty good time to come onto the subject of your talk. Actually, that you're that you're going to be giving on day one of MedTech Innovation Expo on the uh, on the conference stage, which has been organised. Uh, in partnership with MediLink, um, the post-COVID paradigm shift or the same but more urgent. I get the feeling this has been a really hot topic over the past couple of years, that everyone sort of sees this as a watershed yeah. moment for technological yeah. adoption. Um, I, I'm wondering as, as to your initial thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, okay. That, that really is to the heart of what, what we're going to look at in, in this presentation. So it's um, uh, yeah, it's never been easy to get new technology adopted by the NHS. Um, We've just been talking about uh, the fact that things have changed slowly over the years, but I would be the first person to say it's never been easy to get technology uh, adopted into the NHS, especially if that technology is is new, is innovative, is disruptive to the way that the the, the health service currently works, disruptive in a good way. So it's never been easy. Um, uh, um, MedTech developers, Will know better than I how many challenges there are. What a maze of bureaucracy you sometimes feel you have to get through to get products adopted into the NHS. Uh, the hurdles that the NHS appears to put up in front of new technology, um, and then suddenly, uh, suddenly, along came a pandemic, um, and and I won't say all those things got thrown out of the window, but certainly things during the the heat of the pandemic in the early days, things changed uh, remarkably. The pressure to bring in technology, uh, different technology, new technology, or to use technology in a different way. Suddenly that pressure was was enormous um, and people did do things in different ways. Um, And we will look at some of the different ways in which uh, the regulations were adopted perhaps or uh, applied uh, uh, during that period. Um, And there was a feeling as we came, are coming out of the panic stages, I guess, the really high pressure stages, I guess, of, of COVID. Um, management in the uh, in the NHS, there's a feeling that perhaps did we learn anything during that very rapid uh, adoption of technology during during COVID? Did we learn anything that we can take forward into into this post pandemic era? Um, and that's what we'll become come to look at during during the presentation. This
0: sounds like the hallmark of a very fascinating talk. And uh, if I get time, I, aside from running around and meeting everybody, I'll I'll, one that I'll hope to catch? Um, so, thank you very much for this preview so far. Um, Fantastic, thank you. One thing that I would um I, I'd, I'd like I'd like to ask you in in term, and that's the everyone will associate technological change for, because of COVID with remote yeah. health and you know remote consultations. How has that is that a big factor in
1: your thinking going into this talk? Or is there a little more to it? There's a little more to it. That is a that is a significant strand, and that's a strand. So. Not necessarily remote working remote teleconferences but what can we do with technology to keep patients away from acute centers acute centers are are, are, are busy and prob- problematic areas um, from, from a patient perspective patient has to come into an acute center and just simply traveling in and parking and getting into hospital is is difficult for some for some patients and and, and their carers um not to mention that hospitals can be frightening places not to mention hospitals can be detrimental to your health you know people pick up infections when they're in hospitals and they're incredibly expensive um, um, organizations around just just having somebody in a hospital bed uh, costs you know getting on for 400 pounds a day just to have them here let alone before we start treating them so having patients in hospitals is not necessarily uh, the best place to treat them so pre-pandemic there was a move um, and has been for Quite a number of years there's been a move to try and treat patients uh, look after patients away from the acute hospital environment um it's better for the patients um, and it should be better for the healthcare system and certainly covid then came along um, and accelerated that that move um, so we've seen a lot of gp for example consultations by telephone that's the one that the public perhaps see the most, of, but we've done an awful lot of other things as well um, with remote sensing technologies, with, 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 with self-care in the home, um, which can then send their data back to, to, to medics, to clinicians in hospitals. So that's been a, you know, that's been a direction of travel for the NHS, for all healthcare systems um, for, for, for many years, a direction of travel which has most definitely been accelerated due to the pandemic.
0: The, uh, a, a lot of a lot of your answers are focused on the patient element, but there is also the the organisational element and the work and the workload element in, in terms of the NHS currently has record waiting times. You know, there's there was waiting times before the pandemic, but they've only been exacerbated because of the pandemic. Um, sure. How how much of your talk will actually focus on how the technology is going to help tackle the backlog?
1: Yeah, we'll touch on that. I mean, the backlog. Yeah, of of course, you you you, you thirty seven years working in the NHS. You'd be surprised if most of my answers didn't start from the perspective of the patient. That's that's why we're all here, and that's why, you know, that's why we have an NHS. That's why we have healthcare provisions. That's why we have a med tech community. Um, you know, the the med tech community provides the technology and the solutions that, that they're there to look after our patients and make life better for our patients. So we we generally start. I generally start. Um, everything that we we talk about, that I talk about, and I present, will be focused on 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 what's in it for 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 the patient. But but absolutely, um, you, you know, these new technologies and the support that we can provide for the medtech community uh, to, to 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 enable us to treat patients away from the home, uh, away from the hospital, and in their own homes, um, and actually to go up upstream where we can to prevent patients needing uh, act to access uh, uh, healthcare would be better still. So. A lot of the remote sensing um and and self management of patients you know brings a system benefit brings a let's let's face it brings a financial benefit to the n h s um, if if we don't have to bring them into hospitals and intervene and, and then it's better for the patient because they don't have to have the intervention but it's better for us because we don't have uh, the cost pressures of, of managing those patients. You're right the backlog is huge you know we've got over 6 million people now waiting for therapy so uh, or some level of intervention. So so you know the challenge is absolutely there um, how can we get that backlog down and how can we stop it getting bigger by looking after patients before they get ill if possible.
0: Well thank you for giving us uh, your thoughts so far. I've actually got one final point and that okay. is um, it's, it's 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 a it's a question for you in terms of what do you want people to get out of your talk when when, uh, when they when they come and when they come and watch and listen
1: to you? Oh, well, that's the million dollar question. So, so I guess what I'd like people to get out of the talk is is that um, although it is difficult, has always been difficult to get new technology uh, adopted by the NHS, and although the NHS looks like, and I know it does, looks like an organisation that is slow to adopt and slow to take on board innovations, um, the NHS recognises. I mean, it really, really recognises. Um, that it will not get out of the current the current backlogs, it will not get out of the current pressures it's under unless it does things differently. Carrying on doing the same thing we've always done is not going to be uh, the way that we solve this problem. So the NHS recognizes it needs to innovate, um, it needs to adopt innovative technologies. Um, and if there's one message to take away uh, from my presentation, um, it will be that the NHS is open to those innovations um, and we can help the MedTech, uh, the MedTech. Uh, environment, the MedTech community, help them to help us sort out that problem.
0: Okay, well, Professor Dan Clark, thank you very much for for your time today. Thank you. You can can actually, for those listening, you can go along to see uh, Dan's talk at half past one on day one of the MedTech Innovation Expo on the MedTech Innovation Conference stage. And that will be on the 8th of June. Dan, thank you very much once again for your time.
1: Lovely. Thank you very much.